What's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank. Skyping with Tyler. We are socially distancing as it is, or more so forced to do this apart because of schedules. How you doing? I am okay. How about you? Oh, you know, just uh, <laughs> just working. <laughs> yeah. Still, uh, my, my employer has... Uh, Decided that unless you're sick or someone in your household is sick, you should probably just keep coming to work. Yeah, that's kind of how how we are uh, as of now. I mean, there's some restrictions. We're not allowed to have outside visitors to the office for two weeks. And I know um, some of our clients, uh, especially our senior care clients, have some uh, restrictions on our Mm. job sites. Um which can make some things difficult, but yeah. Otherwise, things are continuing as normal. But it's been oh, a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, seemingly everything canceled, delayed, all all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, sports are pretty much at a halt right now. Yep. Uh, Motorsport included. I. The F1 season is being truncated severely. I think they're not racing until May. That's just crazy to me, man. Holy crap. Uh, the loss of revenue there. Holy holy moly. I mean, the loss of revenue for everybody. Um, but damn. Yeah, and like... I, There is an argument to be said that, well, maybe they could do the races without an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still have to get that TV money rolling in. Uh, but even then, it's people traveling, going through airlines and stuff, and there's still a risk there. So I, right, yeah, I, I mean, get it. I, I I get it too, and um, especially with F1, I mean that's such a global sport mm-hmm. that that makes that difficult. Yeah, there's there's no uh, soccer going on in Europe right now. Nope. Like it's it's all down. Yeah. So uh, I and guess we all just stay at home, and uh, what better way to spend that time than playing video games? Uh, yeah. Unless you have other. Have you finished those stairs yet? No, we're actually working on them a ton today. Oh yeah. Which is kind of what we've been doing. Um, they're getting there. Pain in the ass, but mm. but yeah, they're they're getting there. A lot of sanding to do now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, life is life's the same. Uh, did you? Are you stocked up on toilet paper? Uh, no. I will simply stop shitting when I run out. <laughs> yeah, we uh we went to the grocery store Friday night, and I mean we go to the grocery store every every weekend, um, but went on Friday night, and it was fucking insane, dude. And and yeah, uh, no toilet paper to be found. Um, hardly any soap, uh, or no, or hand sanitizer. It was, you know, those things I can understand, but toilet paper, man, I don't know. I feel, you know, there's a lot of things you could wipe your ass with. Yeah. yeah. And then also, you know, if, if you have a sink, if you have a shower, just jump in the fucking shower, you know, wash yeah. your ass. Stick your ass in the I mean, you sink. You should always wash your ass. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. I yeah. know. 
I, I've heard stories that some motherfuckers out there be nasty. Oh, yeah. Nasty, nasty boys. Ugh, dirty boys, hot boys. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Uh, it's a thing. It's just crazy to me with the toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, it's... A lot of it is overreacting. I think uh, some of the unfortunate things is that, like, normal... Well, non-compromised immune systems, the people who have them, are buying up all this shit when they're not the ones who are really at risk. When, right. You know, there are, there are immunocompromised people. There are obviously this virus is targeting the elderly yep. uh, more severely, and those are the people who really need all these resources. Exactly. I was seeing something today that you know that someone was saying like. When a grocery store opens the next day, like, the first hour or so should just be for, like, elderly people, you know, so they can go get what they actually need, um, or anyone with, you know, a compromised immune system, and and then everyone else can come in, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know what, the... good. Yeah, no, no, go, go. Well, we, uh, went and had breakfast with my parents, yesterday morning and you know we were just at a pretty typical diner restaurant place and we were paying in the um kind of hostess said that the day before someone stole some of their toilet paper like the hell yeah seriously it's like what the fuck man god yeah All right. Well, we're going to try to move past all of this uh, pandemic stuff right now, but uh, it's going to crop up in the news a little bit uh, as we go through it. Uh, But first, let's talk about some games we've been playing. I know we both played some, we played a game together last night, but uh, is there anything else you played outside? Yeah. Um, So, let's see. The only day I could have played games before the weekend i forget what day tuesday maybe monday tuesday i don't remember wednesday maybe i don't fucking know but i wanted to play warzone that launch which we'll talk about in a bit um and i also wanted to play the final fantasy 7 remake demo and i had a huge patch for call of duty so while i was waiting for that i played some of the Final Fantasy 7 remake demo. I did not finish it. I'm not going to finish it, but I played enough of it for me to go I cannot wait for this game. Um, oh, really? You, you you like it? Oh, I fucking loved it, dude. Uh it just right off the bat, everything just almost everything, I should say, felt very good and I can tell that combat's going to be so much fun to to play, especially as you you know, level up and get deeper into the game. Because just from the beginning, like, you can... So you press square, that's your typical attack. You can do a couple different uh, things with that. You can hold it in for a more powerful attack, stuff like that. Um, But, so you have the real-time elements. But then you can get into the whole... uh, You can kind of slow it down and get into more... um, turn-based sort of stuff but not actually turn-based where you're choosing commands for uh yourself and and those are some of your 
more powerful attacks as you're building up other meters. That's how you use those. Um, and you can kind of strategically pick who you want. Um, you can choose attacks uh, with your teammates. So, I, you know, you get Barrett in your party pretty early. And, and now, you know, that really opens up different uh, combat scenarios and and you're you're kind of managing some meters to make sure not not intensely but to make sure that you can pull those attacks off um and then uh there's different modes like there um what the my god i just had a brain fart cloud um you can press triangle and now you can activate like a it's called punisher mode uh, and now your attacks are way slower, but hit like a fucking truck, and it is so satisfying. Um, so overall, like that combat is just so much fun, and I, I I could not get enough of it. But it was, you know, I kind of went through a pretty big battle, and then I was then I just kind of stopped because I'm like, I want to experience the full thing. I got what I wanted out of it. Um, and that, that was just how this game plays and it, it, it plays beautifully. Um, and the only thing to me is the camera is a little wonky sometimes, um, especially locking on. So there was a, a kind of a turret sort of enemy, um, up in a distance and I locked onto him, but the way, like just the way the camera kind of positions itself so you can see your character and what you're locking onto was a little awkward to to see um that was probably my only thing and that was only in specific situations that i thought the camera was a little weird but once you get used to that combat man it's you're just all over the place doing all sorts of different stuff using spells different abilities it's it's a damn good time and holy shit does this game look good as well in the music man i mean i didn't play the original final fantasy 7 so i i don't know how close this music is to the original but i was fucking digging everything about the music of this game too i I can't wait dude less than a month now yeah that's not yeah not too far away you'll be able to you'll be able to experience final fantasy 7 for the first time Uh, yeah at least a part of it (laughs) so more than 20 years after god yeah was that 94 97 i think 97 maybe oh yeah yeah that's like 23 years yep holy shit yeah it's an old game um but yeah i can't wait it's a it's a lot of fun to play for sure trying to think if there's anything else with with that that i really want to talk about i mean we'll be talking about this game a lot when it comes out so yeah. Um, so I played through some of that, and then I looked at my downloads, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Uh, you know, copying on a PlayStation Four just takes a fucking eternity. So Warzone was still not downloaded. So I booted up and started Vanquish. Vanquish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I decided I so I like you know action games like this. I like platinum games a lot, and um, decide, you know, this game released uh, a couple weeks ago on PS4, and I never played Vanquish back on the, the PS3. And so I decided to, to just give it a shot and downloaded it. And 
man, is this game fun to play, but holy shit, is it corny. (laughs) So corny. Like, the whole game is, like, you're in this, like, space war with Russia, which is just fucking wild. And, you know, it's super futuristic, very kind of this, you know, typical platinum stylized cutscenes. I mean, the game opens up with just some really fucking cool cutscenes. And, uh, but the only thing with that is these cutscenes felt like they lasted forever, dude. Like, it was a really long time before you actually could play the game. Um, so then you finally get to start playing and man does this game just feel so good to play and it's so it's a third person shooter um it's sort of cover based like you can you can snap to cover but a lot of times you're flying around you're you're sliding at dudes you're either sliding into cover or just sliding towards them and just shooting uh shooting their face off there's a variety of different weapons um and at least in the opening chapter i played through the whole first act there's five acts and through the first act i didn't know you know this game gives me like some it's gonna sound weird but it gives me some kind of like dynasty warriors feelings in that you just have a lot of guys with you on your side and there is a ton of dudes on the other side and you're just ripping through all of them and you can kind of revive fallen enemies um and get some some bonuses out of that or fallen um teammates and get some bonuses out of that um the the game doesn't put you in a lot of overly complicated situations just because it's all about all about the action and and that some of it is is tricky but then kind of once you get get a hold of the gameplay it's it's satisfying and it and it has some so i feel like for the most part checkpoints in video games have really improved over the past couple of years and sometimes going back to an old game where the checkpoints were a little bit more punishing uh can be a little frustrating and that is somewhat the case with this game so probably halfway through the first act there's a boss fight and I got through the first part, no problem, and then didn't really know there was a second part. And I'm like scrambling throughout the arena to try to find ammo. And I had the boss, dude, he had a sliver of health left. And I died. And I had to start the entire fucking boss fight over again. Uh, both phases. And like... I don't know. Sometimes that stuff can be super frustrating because the first phase, it's not like it was a short sort of thing. Um, you're taking his health bar completely down and it takes takes a little while and then you have to do it all over again. That's sort of... I don't like when that stuff happens. But Vanquish is fun. If you want something that's just over-the-top corny shooting uh, that is just a blast to play... This game is is really cool. I'm I'm excited to play. I heard it's pretty short, about six yeah. hours maybe, six seven hours. So, I think you would like it if you ever hmm. are curious. I think you might like it. Maybe I'll have to give that a shot sometime. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll get around to playing more of that at some point. Um, I think that's all I played outside of what we played in a lot of call of duty yeah we uh we 
decided that last night we were going to try out this Call of Duty Warzone thing. Uh, yeah. A free-to-play battle royale uh, built on top of Modern Warfare. Uh, you can download it separately. Uh, but yeah, we, we played some Warzone. Yep. Uh, it, there is something that feels very different about this Battle Royale. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly it is. I mean, we've had a Call of Duty Battle Royale before and Blackout, but I think there's something to this whole getting money and using buy stations and having contracts on the map. I think that's, that's really added something to the game that is... I, I really like it, honestly. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you. I think the more we played, the more I liked it. Because um, I played uh, two matches before we played, and uh, was not super digging it. And I would absolutely recommend you play this with friends because um, it's not as great with the whole stranger and team dynamics as Apex Legends is. I mean, you can ping stuff and, and things like that, but you're not dropping together or anything like that um and so first person dropping is weird <laughs> yeah it is still like, having some difficulties getting used to that and in the whole parachute thing um is interesting as well um just in in the way that it feels that's not new for battle royale it just feels way different um but i agree with you the contracts i think is something that is really fun and there are some scenarios that we can probably get into. And then I also think the whole, um, when you die, you go to the this prison, the gulag, and you 1v1 another player. And if you win, you get back in the game. Um, yeah. And that person that you defeat is eliminated completely. That well, is a really... Unless, unless, unless they're bought back. They're t- unless their teammates can buy right. them back. Correct, correct. Um so I think that's a really interesting dynamic as well. Create some intensity. Yeah, I yeah, it's, it's. I don't know how we haven't gotten to that point yet, but you know what, Call of Duty doing doing the things that uh, we didn't know we wanted, but now we know we want it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah. pretty interesting. Um. We had some really f- interesting scenarios that happened last night, though. Of, um, the very first game you and I played, uh, we ran into a team. There was So it's three-person squads. And uh, you kind of went down. I blew through the two guys but ran out of ammo, and all I had was an RPG and shot that at the other guy and completely eliminated him. Yeah. <laughs> Which was just funny, because those were like the first kills I really ever got in in this game mode is is through an RPG and just insanity. Um, and then I was able to... Did, oh, no, did you come back? Was that still no, the same well? Match? Yeah, you revived me. I oh think. yeah, I revived you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and we ended up kind of hanging out around the TV station, which is a location on the map. And yeah, um, so uh, one thing with the map, I mean, the map's fucking huge, but there's also certain locations that are kind of multiplayer just, maps. Yeah, they're just straight up. Multi- they drop multiplayer maps all onto this one map. Yeah. Yes, and it's interesting. Um, 
so the TV station will bring back a map from um, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which was a fun yeah. map to play on. Um, but yeah, we hung out there for a while and got some more kills, and but died. <laughs> yeah, while we were running into the circle, got shot from behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that that was that was also a match where we got to one of those loadout drops, which is another interesting thing about the, this battle royale. Yep, is uh there are these drops, these supply crates like you'd see in Apex. They drop supply crates or supply drops. Uh, in PUBG, there are those crates that drop loot. In uh, in Warzone, when you go to one of those crates, you can just straight up pick one of your loadouts from the multiplayer, mm-hmm. or I guess if you don't own Modern Warfare, like it's the same progression system, and you can create loadouts from the Warzone uh, menu. Yep. But yeah, you can just straight up create loadouts to pick up once you get to one of those drops, and yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. Um, also very thankful that it's all one progression system still um, between the regular multiplayer and Warzone, same battle pass progression and, and your own progression, but there's different uh, missions for Warzone which is cool, just more to do um, yeah, I mean there's vehicles which the vehicles feel really strange to drive um, yeah, I know you drove, I didn't I didn't touch a vehicle. Yeah. The the turning doesn't feel as good as I would like it to, but also you're doing the gas through left and right trigger, which, you know, racing games use that. But something about the way this I'm sorry, works, you, I you wish cut it out there had. Oh. Um, yeah, so you use the left and right triggers, which a lot of racing games have. But I wish, I don't know, something about the, maybe the feel of overall makes me wish they had like halo controls of using the sticks okay i don't know i might be a little out there on that you Um, know what i'm gonna have to drive a vehicle before i can create a verdict on that (laughs) because i have some opinions about driving in video games yeah so there there are vehicles which we got into a really fun chase. Um we found some guys on a four-wheeler and we're just chasing them down um in a vehicle and um that that was a lot of fun. Uh there was I think it was was it the last match we played? I, I can't remember. You had nine oh, yeah. kills. Oh my god, that was a good match. Yeah, you were that tearing was really through. Good. And that's yeah, also was, good. Yeah, that that's the match where uh you you and our other buddy were both out, like out yes. out, not through the gulag or anything. You couldn't get back in unless I bought one of yin. Uh, and I was short on cash. I think I had like twenty eight hundred, and then you need uh forty five hundred to revive someone. Yep. And I pick up this contract worth three thousand. That'll push me over. It's to uh, eliminate. It's a bounty contract. You have to eliminate a specific player. And it gives you an area on the map where they where they are, uh, and I just so happened to see that player run across my sights yep. and sniped his ass and revived you. <laughs> just hit him right in the chest. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The contracts are certainly certainly interesting. Um, there's an other ones where you're kind of securing an area, and then and there's one where you're opening uh, supply chests. Yes. Yep. 
Yep. And so out of the supply crates, you're getting weapons that kind of have uh, different attachments out of them. Um, yeah, I, I guess another interesting thing to note, uh, the weapons come as is with the attachments they have. You, you're not fucking around with any of that. You just take the weapons as they are. Yep. Agreed. Uh, regenerating health, which is interesting. Um, you know, you still have to put armor on, but your health will come back. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting thing for a battle royale game, I think. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and then you can pick up gas masks to help you survive the circle a little bit longer. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that. I, I did too. I did too. It, it, I definitely want to play more of it, and it, like I said, it grew on me a lot. Uh, playing with all you guys, um, mm-hmm. it's. The one thing that I think if you've played a lot of the multiplayer you kind of got to get used to is the time to kill can be a little different because yeah, you're shooting at dudes with armor. Right. Um, so sometimes that can feel a little off, but if they don't have armor, I mean, it's pretty much, it feels a lot uh, like multiplayer. You can just kind of tear through some guys. Uh, I think the match that you had nine kills ended... <sighs> no... Maybe I'm thinking of a different... No, the match where you got that contract kill and brought me back. We were... Yeah. I forget how many... It was getting down there of the, um, in terms of the player count. And we found a loadout uh, drop, grabbed that. And then we were getting sniped from one side. An airstrike was coming at us. And then, and then, the then truck a truck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's just so unfortunate, man, because you were having a good game just to have it end, and like there was no way we were getting out of that. Yeah, I guess what kind of set people off about that was there was another player going for that loadout drop, a a player that didn't have his squad with him. Yeah, Uh, and I I had to I had to kill him, I had to Mm -hmm. snipe him, and I guess people heard that and were like, "Yo, people are over there by that supply drop." Yeah. Um. The last thing is that. uh, this is up to 150 players, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you'll be playing for a while in in a typical match like Apex or something. I don't know. In the same amount of time, you know, Apex only has 60 players max. But you're looking at the player count. There's 20 left, maybe 15. And you look at the the player count in this and you're like, oh my god, there's still 85 people left. And I feel like we've just been playing for, you know, five minutes already. Um, It it takes a while. And then especially as the circle closes in, there's still 50, 60 people left. It can get pretty, pretty intense in a lot of locations. This is not a game that I can see someone really hiding until the end and winning. Like, I I just feel like you kind of got to fight your way there and fight to the end. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think that the weapons are pretty well balanced from what I saw playing it. Like, it didn't, like, nothing felt weird about it. Yeah. Uh, I will say bringing in the multiplayer loadouts makes me very happy because of my unfair loadout for the M4 with those fucking big ass rounds that I can put it on single shot 
and just fucking pick people off. It was it was good. I was like pinning down a sniper with that. Yeah. Yep. Mm. It's fun. It's just it's another thing in this game. In in my opinion, like that. It's just also is is cool. You know. Yeah. Also, separate from the game as well. If you don't own Modern Warfare, you can go download Warzone. Yep. It is free. Yeah. Uh, we also played a lot more gun game, uh, or gun, gun, fight. gun fight, gun fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we did pretty well. We won most of our matches, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. I I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's gunfights like the best multiplayer mode in my opinion. Oh, absolutely! It's it's incredibly addicting, and I love just how everything feels, man. I think we were talking about it last night. It's just. It's hard to imagine another Call of Duty without this game mode. And if it doesn't, I almost don't even want to even bother. Because mm-hmm. this game mode's just perfect to play with, with another another buddy and just kick some ass. Mm. It's good. It's double XP. I still, well, by the time this goes up, it might not be. But, um, gosh, I think I went up maybe 12 ranks just playing some Warzone and then playing some some gunfight yesterday. So definitely got some good value out of it. Awesome. that it for you? That's it for me, yeah. What about you? Did you play play any of that Ori? No, not yet. I I have it downloaded and I I really want to jump into it. Have you played it? No, I haven't. I never beat the first one. I have to play them both. Dude, the first one is so fucking good. And all I've heard is that the second one's better in like every way. So I'm ex- I'm really excited. All right. Uh I guess after playing that Warzone, I I had the itch to go back to Apex Legends just just to see how I felt about that after playing Warzone. And I still like Apex Legends a lot. It is definitely the more uh, friendly game to just pop in with randos. Um I feel like Modern Warfare, like, there isn't as much incentive to help your teammates out if you don't have them in your ear. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that's a good point, because Call of Duty's kind of always been a lone wolf sort of game, where you don't really give a damn what's happening to anyone else, and in this Battle Royale mode of Warzone kind of still has that feel in a way. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I just like uh, how Apex kind of forces people to work together and using their abilities uh, to actually be effective. I feel like Call of Duty, it's very much down to individual performance to how well your team is going to do. Like, everyone has to win their gunfights. Right. Or it's not going to work. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, Apex still really good. I've been playing a lot more Revenant. Uh I think I ha- uh, that's just where I've been trending is I, I like the new character a lot. Uh, I like the ability to crouch and move at the same speed as I am standing up because that freaks some people out. Yeah. That's a, that's and I can understand because I saw it happen because it's, it's really freaky to see someone crouched and still moving at full speed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the zombie robot. Hmm. Uh, also continuing to play Final Fantasy XIV, uh, there was a patch that went up, the Ishgardian restoration thing is underway again, 
which is basically going to build uh, player housing in Ishgard, the main city in the Heavensward DLC. Um, so yeah, that that that's a fun thing that's ongoing, seeing everybody contribute to that. And then, because of all this coronavirus stuff, pretty much doing the thing I said it did to the F1 season, I bought F1 2019. Oh, right. Uh, so I could get a taste of Australia this weekend. Yeah. Um, and I did a full race of uh, of that after I did the whole Formula 2 story thing where you have your teammate and then you have this jackass rival that you're talking with through that, through like, I think three or four races mm. of the F2 uh, series. And then uh, got promoted to F1. I'm racing for Alfa Romeo right now. I took Antonio Giovinazzi's seat because, to be honest, he is he hasn't done much in F1. That that I, I don't mean to be too harsh on the guy. He, he hasn't performed very well. So I'm I'm racing alongside Kimi Raikkonen. Right uh, on. And I forgot how easy the difficulty is in like I I bumped it up to medium difficulty, mm-hmm. and I was still lapping cars. Right. So I, I I've bumped it up to I think it's out of a hundred. Medium is at like forty to sixty. I bumped the difficulty up to seventy for my next race, and we'll see how that does. But yeah, I I really like driving those fast cars. Yeah, man, those games feel really good mm-hmm. to play. I I need to uh, I need to hop into one of those because I have not played in F one since twenty sixteen. I think is the one I have. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, maybe we'll have to we'll have to race. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, but, I. Um, are you playing with your racing wheel? Yes, absolutely. I cool. I don't think I can go back. <laughs> At least for simulation type racing games, I I don't think I can go back to a, a game pad. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's. That's pretty much what I've been playing. I kind of felt a little bit sick all week, so I didn't get into uh, Disco Elysium as as I would have liked to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't sick. I it was allergies. I right. thought I was sick because the allergies were really fucking bad. Uh, just starting a weird time for allergy season to kick in. Agreed. Um, but yeah, feeling better now. Taking my Benadryls. Trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, dude, Benadryl actually doesn't make me sleepy. It's just wow. weird. Yeah, huh? Like even as a kid, um, when I had bad allergies or something like that, uh, my mom would give it to me, and it would not knock me out at all. Which is always weird. Mm. Yeah, huh? <sighs> next week, though, the uh, you know this show next week, hopefully, should be talking about Doom. Yes, uh, I just put in my pre-order, my well, digital pre-order for Doom, so it, I can download it ahead of time. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good week for video games, and you know, maybe not a better. It it could have it couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, for sure, especially um. Especially, you know, got gotta just say Animal Crossing for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world I mean, needs something like that right now. Just yeah. something happy and just kind of to to lose yourself in. You know the fucked up thing though. I I've been playing that Pocket Camp 
and people are dressing up their characters with medical masks on. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. I saw a bunch of... When we were at the grocery store, was the first time I have seen anyone in, in person with masks on. There's a couple mm. of them in the store. Yeah. It's I, always weird to see. The, hmm. the only time I really wear those... Well, it, it's probably not the same classification of mask, but it's similar style. Uh, I wear one of those masks when we're dusting down the machines at work. Yeah. So, so I don't breathe in all the dust and shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Masks. There, there are some cool masks though. If I, I've seen some people do some cool stuff, cool art with their masks <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm not sure if that compromises the effectiveness of those masks. Yeah, who knows? Not. But uh, at least it's something to look at. Uh, what we'll be looking at here first, as we get get into the news are the NPD sales numbers for the games in February. Last week we got to the PlayStation Network uh, download numbers. Uh, this week we have overall. So let's get it underway here at number 20 with New Super, Mario's Bro- New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, 19 Need for Speed Heat, 18 Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, 17 FIFA 20, 16 Just Dance 2020, 15 Pokemon Sword, 14, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 13, Red Dead Redemption 2. 12, Luigi's Mansion 3. And number 11 is Minecraft. Oh, number 10, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 9. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 8, Madden NFL 20. 7, Ring Fitted Adventure. 6, Mario Kart 8. 5, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. 4, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. 3, Grand Theft Auto 5. 2, NBA 2K20 in... Returning to number one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm. Okay. Uh, Nintendo Switch, the best-selling system? Yep. That Animal Crossing Switch looks really good. It does. It's very pretty. Mm. Uh, Spending overall is down 29% from, from last year, which... To me, makes a lot of sense because it's you know it's getting towards the end of these consoles. Plus, not a lot of major games launched this month, but no dreams on this list, which a little surprising, I guess. Yeah, I, I wonder how much is down to uh, how many people were in that beta and already own it. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I I'm, who knows? That could have taken a huge chunk out of it because. They said it was a limited uh, early access thing, but I never saw anyone complain about not being able to buy it. Right. It didn't seem like they really limited that. Uh, But yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing what the numbers look like this month. I imagine we'll be seeing some Doom. Some, uh, maybe, maybe, you know what? I'll look for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's actually some games coming out this month. So we got we got that, we got Doom, got Animal Crossing, got Neo Two, just came out. Oh, yeah. So we'll see some new new games on here for sure. But we'll probably still see call. I mean, Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Do you think um, with with 
Nah, I mean, it's free, so I don't know how much it's going to boost actual sales. But do you think uh, Doom or Animal Crossing will dethrone Call of Duty in the month of March? Um, You know what? I can see Doom doing it. I could, yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to kill the demons. Yes. And I feel like everybody's just hungry for a brand new major AAA video game. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Uh, let's just continue on here with the biggest news of the week. Uh, you probably heard it already, but E3 2020 is officially canceled. Uh, here's an official statement from the ESA. Uh, after careful consideration, cons- con- after careful consultation with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 11th in Los Angeles, June 9th through 11th in Los Angeles. Uh, basically, this is about the coronavirus. Uh, they they felt that they need to cancel because of health concerns related to that. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, hmm. Maybe uh, the ESA can make some money back on this for insurance reasons because I know L.A. County uh, uh, declared a state of emergency over this. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Maybe another part is uh the members member companies don't want to do it. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're creative uh the the company they contracted to do to uh produce the show backed out. Yeah. Uh I think there's a whole whole lot of whole bunch of things. I mean, to me this is the move that had to be uh, made. Um, you know, so many events have been postponed or canceled in E3, you know, video game trade shows especially are, um, kind of (laughs) dirty. Yeah, it's, it's not the most sanitary condition. Right. uh, Especially, I I know you went to PAX. Yep. Uh, I've been to a PAX, I've been to PSX, I've. I've been to some of these events, and yes, it is very easy to get sick when there isn't this uh, virus going around. Yeah, because you're, you're constantly, you know, in contact with so many different people, so close to different people, but then also you're putting your hands over controllers that have been touched by thousands of people, potentially, and, you know, especially like VR headsets aren't... You know, you can. They can say they're sanitizing the stuff all they want. It's still, when you think about it, pretty gross. So, for a virus that spreads very quickly, it just makes sense. And and yeah, I mean, there there's always the possibility that by the time, you know, in June that this this thing is more under control or something but there's there's so much unknown with it that um it's hard to tell so to put on that event is is going to be tricky plus you know so many companies have been pulling out of it and you know part of me wishes that we would still get to see what 
this E3 would have been because I feel like it would have been a really strange one. But at the same time, they're, they gotta be breathing a sigh of relief, but they also make a lot of their money from E3. The ESA does, so... I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, the ESA has expressed interest in doing an online event to replace E3. Um... Which, what do you I think have... that means? Because a lot of, you know, Xbox and um, Ubisoft specifically said that they were going to do digital events, but they don't need the ESA or E3 to do that. So what do you think that yeah. means? I mean, it's it's tough because uh, it, it's going to be tough to get one of the big players to come to your thing, well, to do your online event when they could just as easily do the event on their own. There's no way in hell anyone's paying E3 or the ESA to put their stuff on there. Right. Like, especially if you're one of the bigger companies that could just do it yourself. Yep. Uh, and if you if the ESA only gets small developers, they can't afford to be spending a lot of money to give them to be presented out there. And also, if it's only a bunch of small developers, no disrespect here... But that's not going to draw the audience that you're that you would expect from E3 throwing an online event. Yeah, completely agree on that. I mean, maybe some smaller developers could benefit from something like this, but I don't know. I I don't know what what that means. I I, I think we will still get a bunch of announcements in June. I don't think that's going to change. Um, yeah, I mean the the timing makes sense, honestly. To yeah. uh, to lay out what you're going to do for the rest of the year in the middle of the year, right? And yeah, it, that that makes a, a ton of sense. And you know, as long as this doesn't get any worse, I mean, I still think there's going to be definite some definite schedule conflicts and. In, in, in producing these games, but also, you know, a benefit that video games have at least is that they are digital and they make so much money from their digital sales. It's not like a movie where they make a lot of their money in the theater and then they make more as they release it, it you know. So I don't know if. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm curious to see if the coronavirus pandemic is going to delay any video games because we haven't really heard that. Um, you you know what I mean? Like movies are being delayed left and right, uh, and then um, you know a lot of a lot of events are being canceled for video games. I'm just curious if any games themselves are going to be delayed because of this. Well, um. There, there is one, uh, not necessarily a PlayStation thing, but the Outer World Switch port has been delayed. Because right. Of this. Yeah, that's that's a good example. I forgot about that one. Yep, that is um, definitely one. And you, you've got to imagine some of these companies do rely on uh, areas affected by the coronavirus yeah. to produce things. So. Absolutely. I, I, I think I will be shocked if these consoles still come out this year. Hmm. Because I, I just feel like, you know, unless it gets better anytime soon, there's going to be a really big uh, manufacturing back backup. And, you know, these consoles aren't the only technology that needs to be manufactured. So 
don't know. I, to me, I, I'll be kind of surprised if they come out this year, but I feel like if they do, there's definitely going to be limited quantities of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably more than they hoped. Um, and, you know, I know Sony said a few weeks ago that coronavirus wasn't going to affect the PlayStation 5, but I, I feel like I would, I wonder how they feel about that question now if they were asked, you know? Because this whole thing just changes constantly every day. So it's going to be interesting to, to follow that. Yeah. Um, I guess, do you think this is the end of, of E3 as a show that people attend? Hmm. What does E3 2021 look like? You know? You know, it's going to be hard to uh, answer that question until after June, like, to, like, see what happens this year, mm-hmm. to see, like, how uh, all the big publishers uh, treat the time time frame. If they're all comfortable going ahead with their own shit, then, you know what, maybe it doesn't happen. Yeah. I agree. You know, that, you know it either doesn't happen, or I think it's just going to be drastically... Drastically different than what it what it has been. Okay. So it's... you know who doesn't have to worry about E three anymore? <laughs> who? Reggie Fizeme. No, he does not. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about uh, this GameStop thing. Reggie Fizeme joining the GameStop board of directors. He's going to try to right the ship. What do you think Reggie brings to the table? for GameStop. Oh man. I mean, obviously business insight in in things like that in you know, he did a good job at Nintendo in in steering them in a, in the right direction even through some of their harder times with, you know, say the Wii U. Um but Wii who? <laughs> the Wii U. Um but I don't know. It's. I still feel like GameStop's kind of a, a sinking ship, and I don't think this is like a lose lose scenario or anything for Reggie. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna try. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what what he does, what GameStop looks like, uh, and if they last a year or two. Yeah, definitely. I think. You know, this whole thing is certainly going to affect their business pretty dramatically, I would imagine, because nobody wants to leave their house and go out and buy things in a store. And, you know, you can just buy them all digitally, video games. So, I don't know. Uh, Also, additions to their board is William Simon, the president and CEO of Walmart, James Simon Chick, uh, who also was the president and CEO of PetSmart. Kind of interesting there. Great. Um, major retail chains, but definitely different uh, different corners there. I don't know. I mean, it's a good look for GameStop, for sure. I'm just not... I, I, I still think they're going to struggle I'm just wondering, bit. Reggie, what are you doing? Yeah. I know. He could why? Just... Why are you? Why are you jumping there? Why? Why are you stepping in that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's on a board, so he's not like working at GameStop every day, things like that. But um, 
you know, boards are where all the big decisions are made. So, who knows? What I do know is that uh, apparently Naughty Dog has been uh, taking their delay of The Last of Us 2 uh, in the opposite direction of what everyone hoped. Um, It seems, due to uh, being reported here by Jason Schreier, that uh, Naughty Dog is undergoing an extended crunch for for uh, to get this game out um, it was supposed to be out last year, correct? Yes. That was yeah, the goal, um, and then obviously mm, February. Yeah. But yeah, it it seems like it's just it it hasn't gotten better. The delay the delay doesn't really relieve the people working on it. It just means they're working longer hours for a longer time frame. Right. Uh, it, yeah, it's. I guess it's been bad at Naughty Dog for a while. Seeing a lot of these quotes here, um, it, it seems like over the period of like Uncharted Four, the same kind of uh, stuff happens. It's yeah. It, it seems like though Naughty Dog does make fantastic video games, it seems like it's coming at a great cost. Right. I'm just reading a line here, which is interesting. Um, One of the major consequences of this culture has been attrition. Of the 20 non-lead designers in the credits of 2016's Uncharted 4, a whopping 14, or 70%, are no longer at the studio. Which is pretty interesting. I mean, dude... it's got to be incredibly difficult to just be working extended hours for such a long time. And yeah, you might be rewarded with, um, you know, a good bonus or, or time off or anything like that. But that's got to take a, a lot of toll on, you know, mentally of not not seeing your family and friends as much and not being able to do what you want outside of work because you're just fucking always working and to 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 get your mind back into that that cycle again has to be a pretty difficult thing after such a long period of crunch to finish a game. Can't imagine that. Yeah, I I'm just skimming over this like it's it's just ridiculous what they're asking of people. Like it's there people are being like you basically have to ignore your family, ignore your personal life if you're going to work for Naughty Dog on one of these projects. Right. Well, that's what it looks like here. Yep. Um Yeah, and Agreed. of course, management uh coming out and saying it's just because the developers are passionate and not because they're afraid they'll get fired if they don't put in all this time because that's just the culture of the workplace. Like yeah. it, it's it's never, like, they'll never say they forced people to work those hours. But you know there's that pressure there when you're when you're working there and, like, you, you don't want to be the person who leaves while everyone else is still in the office. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
We'll see, man. I mean, obviously, I'm uh, we're very excited for Last of Us Part Two, but it, it's also a shame if so many people just have to grind constantly. Yeah, and like it at a certain point, like the success of Naughty Dog's games has just like perpetuated this same thing, this thing yeah. happening as well. Right. Like they just think that this is the way they make the great games. Yeah, and they always. You know, they're a master class developer in, you know, how do you one-up yourself every time, you know? And it's just going to constantly keep happening every time they get close to, uh, or not not even close, just every time they're making a game. Because I'm sure they're crunching for other milestones throughout the development process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll see what... The what the result of all this is in May. Yep. So, there's that. Uh, however, if you do plan on making some games in Dreams, there might be something uh, happening for y'all, because Media Molecule, according to this article, is looking in ways that uh, creations made in Dreams can be used uh outside of that environment looking for ways that maybe creators can make money off their creations yeah paying people to do the work huh oh that's <laughs> that that that's just a novel concept yeah what an paying interesting thing who are doing work wow creating content for your that is closed in your environment yeah I've never heard of anybody doing that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to see where this goes because a lot of people have made some some pretty rad stuff in Dreams. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how that would work, uh, getting that out into a, a product that those creators could sell. Yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting thing. I, I wonder... Um, I wonder how many how much uh, this could maybe help grow dreams in a way of getting some of these things outside of dreams, but like, hey, it's made in dreams. You can do the same thing. Yeah, and I wonder if they create it, they uh, treat it like another game engine where, hey, uh, you can use this to create your games. We'll take a small cut of uh, what you sell. Right. Or like, if this is the way that Media Molecule actually makes their money. Yeah. Dreams is such a fascinating game. I think the the business angle of it is is really interesting, and I'm I'm very curious where that goes in the next year or two, especially with PlayStation Five. And also, I mean, they got to get this game on PC, man. Yeah, I feel like it would really find a much bigger audience on PC. Well, it's not out of the question. No. Because uh, this, you, you 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 led me into this, Tyler. You did a, you did, <laughs> I, I did a good. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn confirmed coming to PC, according to uh, Herman Holst. Uh, yeah, and other uh, PlayStation exclusive games are uh, are are potential projects that could be uh, released on PC. But uh, for now, it's just Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, they don't. 
they don't plan on doing this with every PlayStation exclusive. Right. But uh, I, I think it's pretty cool to get the game out there to uh, other other hardware because, you know, not everyone owns a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this could be a, you know, to me there's no reason not to put this game on PC at this point. You it's know, also it's... kind of like, hey, uh, the other game that was on your engine is coming to PC, so maybe yeah. you should put your game on PC as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and then also, you know, this game's got the bulk of its sales uh, on PlayStation 4. This is just another way for Sony to make money off of this game. And then, you know, also, especially, I, I feel like, I don't know. I'm going to throw out a scenario because they don't, they haven't announced in a, a date, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they have. Do you think it's, you know, of course it's rumored Horizon 2 is going to be a launch title for PlayStation 5. Do you think that they do not reveal the release date of this game until after the PlayStation 5's officially revealed and maybe Horizon 2's revealed? Of yeah. like, look at and this, then, and then, hey, you know, maybe yeah. they don't put put that date in in the PlayStation Five reveal video, whatever they do now. Um, but you know, then they have a press release a week later of like, you know, you guys saw what we're doing with Horizon Two. It's also coming to PC, and then you could get people into that, and then loving this game, and then just go, I have to play Horizon Two when it comes out on PlayStation Five because it might be three more years until comes out on pc it's just just a thought um that that i could see them definitely going down that direction yeah they they did say it would come this summer i would be uh i would be shocked if we didn't hear about the ps4 uh before the summer uh, ps5 before the summer yeah um yeah i hmm that that does make a little bit of sense to me yeah yeah knows but everybody that is upset about this hardcore playstation fanboys just need to stop you got your game you had it you had it for three years yes just calm down what was it was it three years yeah yeah february 2017 i think yeah huh damn i didn't realize it had been that long (laughs) i know it doesn't doesn't feel that long but yeah it's and they they already said yeah it's not every PlayStation exclusive gonna be doing this yes but uh yeah let's uh go on to some other games that are being made uh 2K is making NFL games uh for the first time since 2004 yep uh scheduled to release an NFL game in 2021. This is, huh? I'm I'm I don't know what to think about this. I haven't played. I didn't play any of the uh, 2K NFL games. No, um, me either. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm excited to see what they do with football. They they said they uh, aren't going to go for the Madden model. Uh, they might create. I I imagine this might be a more arcadey kind of uh nfl game right i agree with you and i think it kind of needs to be in order to be different from madden Mm. 
uh, I, I wonder if this leads to the NFL, you know, doing what the MLB is is doing of saying like, well, with MLB the show, it's going to be coming to other other platforms, but you know, kind of just opening up their license a little bit yeah. more of of you know, two K, you can make a football game and. You know, EA can continue to make Madden. Um, the NBA does this, obviously, with NBA Live and NBA 2K. Um, to me, it's just the smart way to go um, for the business of the NFL is to have competition uh, amongst their their uh, partners, I guess, that are making video games. But I wonder if this is what this leads to. But, man, I would love if fucking... Uh, 2K made an NFL Street game, dude. Oh yeah. Oh, I loved those games back in the day. I played them all the time. If they made something like that, I'd I'd be all over that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I guess sticking with licensed uh, sports franchises, uh, Formula One currently has games made by what Codemasters, right? That's yep. They make the F1 games. Uh, there's going to be another type of F1 game, uh, Formula One management game made by uh, Frontier Studio, Frontier Developments, uh, the makers of Elite Dangerous and Planet Zoo. Uh, they're going to make F1 management games. Yeah. Which I think could be pretty cool. You manage <laughs> your F1 team. Yeah. Uh, manage car development. Uh, maybe race day, like making calls from the pit lane. Right. Yeah. I think this is a pretty cool thing because there is a lot of management and, you know, interesting things that go into, you know, making an F1 race happen every weekend. So doing like, or even like the off the track stuff, like, uh, sponsorships, driver development. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that'll be pretty cool. And I'm curious to see where this goes. Yeah, they said they're going to release games on console. Uh, they they plan to reveal their to release their first game uh, for the twenty twenty two season. Yep. Uh, man, next year's F one is going to be really weird because they've totally changed the regs for what the cars are allowed to look like. Yeah. So yeah, this is an interesting time to be doing this kind of deal. Uh, seems like we've dropped Tyler here for a moment. Uh, wait here to get oh, him back. Uh, yeah, you I'm here. Yeah, there I hear you. Lost you. All righty. Yeah, it's um, going to be... It's an interesting time for uh, F1 to be doing these deals, especially on the turn of like the next era of F1, where they have the ground effect vehicles now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be starting in 2021. Yep. What do you think of... Uh... Frontier Developments making this game with you know I mean, they're a pretty a solid studio. Dangers. Yeah, yeah, they they certainly know how to make video games. Uh, I know uh, they also made Planet Coaster, which I've also played. Uh, yeah, I I enjoy what I've played from Frontier Developments. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to seeing what they do, but this is way off in the future, Tyler. Yes. We have games in the here and now. Oh. New games this week. We've got a couple of big ones. Uh, 
I guess we should just start from the top and read on down. Yeah, it's a big week. You want to you want you want to get us started? <sighs> yeah, starting with the biggest game of the week. Chop is dish on PS4. Oh come on! Chop is dish tells the story of one cook who is robbed by some mystical creatures. All right. Okay. <laughs> Great. This motherfucker looks like Wario. He kind of does. Look at that just ass of a chin. Look at that nose. Oh, God. That is totally a Wario nose. Yeah. They just they just stole Wario. <laughs> uh, Tyler, you'll be able to play Doom 64 on your PlayStation 4. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. I never played Doom 64. Me either. Hmm. But uh, wasn't there something that I read that is connecting to Doom Eternal yes. from this game? Yes, right? they have they have confirmed Patrick Klepek's theory that all the Dooms are connected. That's just wild. That's pretty cool. Uh, so next up, uh, big game for the week though, is Doom Eternal. It's coming out on uh, this Friday, March 20th. Uh, Hell's armies have invaded Earth, become the Slayer in an epic single-player campaign to stop the final destruction of humanity. Also includes Battle Mode, a 2 versus 1 multiplayer experience in which a fully armed Doom Slayer faces off against two player-controlled demons in the best of five round match of intense first-person combat. Uh, very excited. Uh, I think reviews are popping on Tuesday. Yeah, that's what that's what I saw. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you'd ever why anyone buys these games. You can just <laughs> pick up a newspaper for Epic Word Search Collection. Yeah, it's on PS4 and Vita Digital Cross Buy. You know what a word search is. Yeah. Uh, next up is Explosive Jake on PS4 and Vita. Um, oh, this is that game that totally ripped off the Cuphead art. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I'm like, this looks very much like Cuphead. Uh, and then we got a Gengar over there on the left. I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, this that's, is that's a Devimon up in the upper left there, if you watch Digimon. Hmm. So yeah. what is I'm trying to see yeah, it doesn't say too much about the gameplay specifically. Mm. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. we've got another game called called uh Comico. Comico on PlayStation 4. Huh. Looks hmm. pretty stylish here from the art. Yeah. Fight as a priestess priestesses in battle against demons while solving puzzles. Okay. A lot of demon killing. Yeah, definitely. Next up is La Mulana 1, PS4 Digital in Retail. Experience a classic tale of exploration, puzzle solving, and deadly action. Take control, archaeologic... Or archaeologist... Wow, I can't speak. Uh, Lemeza Kasuga. And navigate through puzzles, traps, and deadly guardians. There's also La Mulana 2. Ooh, fuck yeah. Uh, man, next up is MLB The Show 20. Um, MLB delayed their season as well. Yeah. So, it's a good way, to guess, to uh, get your baseball fix. 
you need it. Uh, Neverlast is out this week. Uh, I, you know what? Probably better than Everlast. <laughs> um, next up is RBI Baseball 20. Oh, yeah, the not licensed one. Right. Uh, Tyler, I know <laughs> oh, you're excited. <laughs> for rainbows, toilets, and unicorns. What the fuck? I'm going to read this one because yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> rainbows, toilets, and unicorns is a fast-paced shoot-em-up bullet hell where you'll have to progress through waves of enemies and beat 15 bosses. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. This looks ridiculous. Oh god, this one dude has a shirt on says vegan power. What the fuck, man? This is... And is that supposed to be Trump in the upper left? Like Trump's hair? Is that supposed to be Kim Jong-un in the bottom left? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. (laughs) What the fuck is this, man? Okay. Uh, Next up is Red Death on PS4. Blast through waves of arcane enemies and take down monstrous bosses as you defend the earth against an unknown calamity. You know, I I'm seeing the calamity right here. It seems like it's it's big uh big skull octopuses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh we've also got round guard up this week. Okay. Uh, next up is Thunderpaul, PS4, and Vita Crossby. It's like a dog sort of thing with a gun. I don't know. All right. And if you want to race some motorcycles, there's TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2. <laughs> what the fuck does that name mean? Uh, the Isle of Man is the is a small island between Ireland and... And uh, England. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. That's it. That's all yeah. the video games. Uh, PlayStation Video can watch that Star Wars. Oh, I guess I could actually watch that's the, the one Star Wars I haven't. Yeah. Huh. You can also watch The Grudge, which, no, thank you. No, no, nope. Nope, nope. I'm looking more and more at that image, and I'm thinking no. Agreed. Uh, but that's the show for this week. Uh, Tyler, you got any plans? Uh, no. I mean, not not particularly. I mean, I'm going to try to. Um, I unfortunately did not get to do any divinity at all, mm. so I will hopefully get around to that this week I'm putting it on my list of priorities mm. alright so, uh, well I'm going to try to do what I said I'd do last week and play more Disco Elysium if I'm feeling up to it uh, also you know what I, I might just do the F1 races as they would normally appear on the schedule except the schedule changed this year because uh, they added races and removed some races, so I, I don't know. Maybe I just do a race a week. Yeah. I don't know. That uh, sounds sounds good. Yeah. Um, outside of that, maybe check out some more stuff. Obviously, Doom Eternal. 
looking at some other games here on the horizon as well. Yeah. Excited. But that's going to Yeah, that's that's the big one. Uh and that's going to do it for us this week. As always, if you need to get in contact with us, you can do that a couple of ways. One way is via email at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. If you would like to, please give us ratings and reviews on your podcast app of choice and share us with your friends. Every little bit helps. Uh, that's going to do it for the show this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, with our first impressions of Doom. Yep. Uh, maybe a little bit of Animal Crossing will sprinkle in there. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Stay safe, everybody.